They, they told me I have to talk into this thing, but I don't want to move it around too much. And apparently I'm taller than the person that set it up. Good evening and welcome to your part of our weekend of worship. Um, if it sounds like I'm reading, it's because I am because I don't ramble that way like I'm doing now. My goal for these weekends is to worship together as a group in singing and in reflecting on the message of the songs that we sing, and then to share that message with an audience. Whether a song be new or old, it tells a story or carries an emotion. We can quickly get to the point where we almost mechanically sing Amazing Grace without even thinking about how much of a wretch we are and how truly amazing it is that we are saved. But saved from what? We must first acknowledge where we've come from to be grateful. Our program begins by establishing what the condition of the earth was at creation. The text is in your programs, and I would ask you to follow along because you'll probably lose some of the message if you don't. In the beginning, God moved and spoke creation into being. Good were the earth and the waters. Good were the evening and the day. Good were all living things that first drew breath, and good were the creatures made in God's image. It was good. It was perfect. It was so perfect that there was even a plan in place for the foreseen failure of disobedience. Because also in the beginning was the Word. Jesus, the Word, would also become flesh like was created and be a light to overcome our darkness. Our second song is the whole of creation worshiping, which still happens today for the most part, except for the humanity that's in it. Please worship with us as we strive to tell you why we have something to sing about. Yeah. 
That was fun. <laughs> a perfect creation, a perfect world full of worship and good. The story of the fall of man is not something we tend to sing on a regular basis. This song captures the bitter knowledge of death and the rejection and exile from Eden's paradise. But in the following verse parallels that with the promise of eternal life and opportunity to once again enter paradise. Lonely voices after that is a picture of the results of the fall of man, what the world around us looks like due to the depravity of man and sin. Do we recognize that in the world around us? Does it affect us? Or do we go our day to day just assuming that people are the way they are because of their own problems, their own choices, which is maybe true, but do we care? Do we have an answer? The following song is Wonderful, Merciful Savior, who is the answer.
the joy of full forgiveness. That's what we have to sing about. This world must know what I have learned, that you bestow what none has earned, the joy of full forgiveness. In Luke 15, Jesus tells a series of parables. He's gathered there with a bunch of what people perceive to be sinners, uh, deplorables, and he's eating. And some scribes and Pharisees start murmuring among, among themselves like they tend to do. And of course, Jesus knows what they're thinking in their hearts. And so he tells them a parable. And I think it's important. We, we hear these three parables and we think, well, you know, this is about seeking the lost and having them come back. This is directed at those scribes and Pharisees that were having a problem with Jesus reaching out to these so-called sinners. It's important. You will probably be criticized for relating to sinful people by someone. But it's important. It's what we're called to do. I'm going to read from Luke 15. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having an hundred sheep, if you lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it? And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me! For I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. And he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, and he took his journey into, the far into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and, began, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to, and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto his father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Jesus can see what can be 
and what once was. The shepherd lost one of a hundred sheep. He didn't write it off as a loss. He didn't just assume that it had been devoured by wolves. He didn't say, well, it should have stuck around the fold. It was his precious lamb, and it had wandered off. There's not a whole lot of account in that passage, but the songs that pertain to that passage really embellish the story. But I think it probably happened. So in the song that we'll sing here after a while, he goes out to find the lost. People say, you've still got 99. Isn't that enough? And his answer is, I will go and I will find my sheep. Jesus' parables are perfect. When I try to do a parable, they break down somewhere. But his are perfect. So the question becomes, all right, so does Jesus come and seek the lost and that's all we got to do is wait for him to find us? And I don't think so. When I think of a lost sheep and the shepherd going out to find it, I don't think he walked out in the wilderness in silence. I believe the shepherd calls out to the lost sheep, and I believe that lost sheep probably bleats at the top of its lungs. The last song that we sang, right after we established the answer to the lonely faces, the answer being the Savior, the next song we sang was in hopelessness and near despair. I cry to you, be merciful, O God, to me. The shepherd reaches down for that lamb, and the Savior reaches down to our lost souls. And in the words that we sang, it's... I'm just going to pull it out and read it so I don't get it wrong. I tremble as I feel your hand, expecting retribution. Yet hear no curse or reprimand, but grace and absolution. With you there is forgiveness, Lord. You speak the sweet, consoling word, and I am sure you love me. Most likely, a good shepherd won't pull that lamb out of the ditch and start beating it with his staff. And the good shepherd is the same way. The prodigal son, when he comes to the end of himself among, pig, among pigs whose food he longed to eat, comes to his senses and says, what am I doing? My father's servants have more than this. He resolves to go home with hopes of being a mere servant. But the father sees him coming and runs to meet him. The father was watching for him. The song we'll sing in a little bit, Lead Me Out of the Wilderness, has a phrase. It's not directly related to the prodigal son, but it ties right in there. There's a phrase in there that says, Come to meet me, come and greet me, come and welcome me home. Place your loving arms around me and forgive every wrong. The son could have thought, once embraced by his father and feeling that welcome, this is great, dad's not even mad, and just went on with life. But he had resolved to say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Repentance. The shepherd doesn't beat the lost sheep with a staff make him sleep outside the field. The father doesn't strike his son and say, what is wrong with you? Go out and work. There's rejoicing. And not just here. 
all three of those parables that Jesus says, he says, and by the way, there's rejoicing in heaven as well. I'm going to take his word for it. I've never been there. I think he probably knows what he's talking about. And I bet there is great rejoicing in heaven over one sinner. You can have big revival services where a thousand people come to Jesus. And that's all well and good. It takes one to get heaven rejoicing. What are you sharing with your neighbors? What are you sharing with the world around you? What do they see when they look at you? Full forgiveness is free and waiting. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for the gift of salvation, for the plan that was set forth from the beginning. Thank you for your son. Thank you for his willingness to die. Thank you, Lord, that we can come to you freely in the condition we are if we just cry out and reach out our hands. Thank you for loving us, Lord. I pray that you would help us to share with those around us just how incredible you are. Help us to recognize that we are all sinners no matter where we find ourselves, no matter what we've done, no matter how good a household we've been raised in, no matter how good a person we've been, we're still sinners. I pray that you would help us to realize that your sacrifice and your son's death was for us individually. Lord, I pray that you would be with us the rest of this evening. Help us to sing from our hearts. Help us to share the joy that you've put in our hearts, Lord. No matter where we find ourselves in life, Lord, you are there and you're in control. I say things in Christ's name. trust you've been worshiping as you listen to the songs that we're singing and that were being sung, hearts bowed towards God. Now's your opportunity to vocalize your sacrifice of praise. Let's stand together, sing from the church hymnal, number 64, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. The second verse has the line, Here I raise my Ebenezer. It's a sacrifice, an altar. What have you brought to sacrifice to God in your life? Sing together, number 64, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing.
be seated. Going to switch to the Zion's praises. Song number 691. He brought me out. Number 691.
If I could wipe a smirk off my face, I would, but I just can't. So our next two songs are spirituals. And these people have put a lot of work into them, and I am very happy with how far we have come. I did not do, I did not do due diligence in directing them, and they have done incredible. One is a warning to sinners. The other is kind of a peppy proclamation of salvation and joy. Please enjoy the songs with us. Yes, that 
this. I can tell the nations, yes, that I'm blessed. My Lord done just what he said. Yes, he did. Yes, he did.
circle? Do you have something to sing about? Are you in the wilderness, lost and alone, and would you like to be found? Call out. The shepherd has already braved the wilderness. The Savior has already faced death. And one final question pertaining to our next song, will I see you in heaven? As I get older, and I'm not very old, heaven gets a little bit sweeter every now and then, probably too often. I hope it's another 50, 60 years for me, but it could be tomorrow. The next song is Hark I Hear the Harps Eternal. And while we don't know when it's our time to go, heaven is never very far away. Heaven is one mistake away, basically. When it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Are you excited about heaven? 
the last line of the song, it's throughout the middle of the song, but the last line in that song, in this song, is glory to the great I am. The I am that was there in the beginning that created everything, that was before the beginning, that has been, regardless of what our condition has been.
food and fellowship together. Let's all stand. Our Father, eternal God, thank you that we do have something to sing about. That you have provided a way that we can be pulled from the wilderness, from the miry clay. And we can be lifted up and enjoy a fellowship with you. Thank you for the work that the chorus has put into preparing to come and sing tonight. Pray that you would bless them for their work and their effort as they prepare and give their program next week again as well. I pray that you would bless them. The message would go out, their hearts would be turned to you, to worship you, not just for the weekend, but for a lifetime of praise and worship. Thank you for the food that's been prepared. I pray that you would bless it. Bless the fellowship. May we bring honor and glory to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.